This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome back to the Ajima Show. My name is Peter Kim. I am Unji Kim. And this here we are. This is Dajima Show. Wow. Um, it's been a rough time for all of us. Let's just say that. Let's make sure we all recognize that. Um, but today, we're in, good, we're in a, a new spirit. We're in a new spirit. A new zone. A yes. renewed yes. essence. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to welcome you guys to our show. Now, Unji, <laughs> what is... Before we go into the new essence, yeah, because that's kind of like the theme of today's episode. Yeah, I want to um, catch up with you on how it's been living your life, like through this. Have you been able to live your life normally? Are you completely? Were you completely taken out? What's the experience been? I've talked about it last week and I've spoken to you about it. I sort of was in a very much um, automaton, compartmentalizing mode. (laughs) I dug in and was like, oh, are there projects around the house that need to be done? I'm doing them all this week. You went went into like power safe mode. Yes. (laughs) Like safe mode on your computer when you have to like delete a virus. And I just, I shut down all my feelings. I shut down all my feelings aside aside from anger. And of course. Kept that. That's that's a safe mode. And then I just... (laughs) did nothing but work and i work, was work, 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 insane work. about it and i uh my husband and child were like um are you okay and i was like what do you mean i'm doing amazing i'm doing everything like i'm fine i'm fine <laughs> and i was really pushing and i'm realizing this because i i was like so i had pushed down i think so much of my f- feelings of like anxiety and fear and torment about what was happening and what had happened that um i wasn't engaging my feelings at all i i literally and i truly did think that it would just go away that if i kept my head down long enough and i think that is analogous to how so many of us process racism because Mm -hmm. the small things just just ignore it and it'll go away they're stupid they're stupid and it's fine and they're just jealous of my beauty and my talent you know like the lies you tell yourself (laughs) and like i've never told myself that lie before (laughs) i will admit i've never lied to myself like i tried it it was a clear (laughs) i mean it was it was insane what was happening and i was starting to fray i was starting to fray i could see the glitches in the matrix you know there was was a glitch and i was texting you and i was like on friday Mm. i was like i am about to explode Yes. I need to release this, especially yes. after our release the Han thing. I was like, I need to unleash. Yes. So I got drunk. <laughs> I watched a, a really, I watched The Farewell. Oh, God. Yes. Oh. And I just wept. And I was right. just weeping throughout the entire movie. Like there's stuff, there's like things that weren't 
sad. And I was just like letting it out and using it as a way to uncork myself. Yeah. And I really, I felt like it was a deluge. It was the flood. It was cleansing. <laughs> it was destructive. You know, like it did all the things. And I think in my mind, there was a moment that I came to equilibrium. Like after the deluge, right? There's all of this. It's it's both a cleansing and destroy, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I felt that. And in that moment, I was, when I talked to you before the pod, I was like, that's when I came to, I started doing, I started writing it down. And I came to a point where I am now moving forward, but I am not moving on. Beautiful. And, and I'm going, to, and this is like where the work comes in and it's much more focused. It's less about escaping and trying to run away from my feelings. And it's yes. about confronting the situation, assessing it accurately mm -hmm. and honestly, right? Because the mm -hmm. honesty is where I think it's so hard for people trying to live their daily lives to confront. Yes, we keep lying to ourselves about how beautiful we are. and <laughs> <laughs> How talented we are how talented and how jealous everyone is. <laughs> No, yeah, the, the lie is the the thing that white supremacy uses mm -hmm. is our own um, lack of self-worth that is driven by endless, incessant capitalism. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, bodies on media selling X or whatever. Right. This value system that constantly tells us we're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're ugly. You're fat. She's prettier. He's prettier. He's he's hotter. They got a better car. They got a better house. They have more kids. Their dog yeah. is more expensive, you know, like and then they're going into like their second house is better than our third house. It's just like, what the fuck? When will it fucking stop? It doesn't because it's made to tear us apart from the inside and we de therefore only think about ourselves mm -hmm. and we never think about anyone else that we affect in our world. So we just yeah. constantly, we've been going around in circles, circle, post World War II, we've been going around in a self-obsessed, have you ever watched this documentary called Century of Self on BBC? I must have talked about it on this pod before. No. It is, I don't know how to find it. I remember my friend gave it to me on a hard drive. Cause he, <laughs> I do not know how to find it. I I don't I don't know why. I think you can, you might be able to find it on YouTube because YouTube has like Nazi video. Like YouTube yeah, and yeah, Google. Yeah, yeah. This is a whole nother thing. I need to if get off If someone can find this hard, if someone can find this hard, hard copy, drive, hard drive, find this. It might hard. be on anywhere like Twenty Second Street between Eighth and Seventh. Yeah, like <laughs> someone find I used the, to carry it the, around the when I first disc, worked down there. The sand disc or the, the DVD. <laughs> There's, it's a four to six part documentary series. If you, if you guys, if you guys have any time, look it up. It is, it's via BBC footage. Yes. And it is telling this story of how America was, how post -war, World War II America mm -hmm. has been completely manufactured by um, uh, this publicist. This public corporate public relations person mm -hmm. who used to do, I guess, like public relations for like GM or whatever. Whenever they fucked up something, they would like t twist the story and be like, this is the good thing we're doing. You know what I mean? Like okay. basically a distraction thing that that's what PR does. <laughs> they just basically create 
uh, soft power for brands. Right. And that's uh, there's a guy who came over, Freud's nephew, came over from Austria or wherever they were um, and became this guy for the government. So he worked for the government to create a um, basically a, a a propaganda system, a private propaganda system, which is public relations. And that's that's where we have gone from um, smoke a cigarette in this Cadillac and people think you're sexy. You know what I mean? Like that, like this, because before that ads were driven by necessity and they go through all this. Like why we even have advertising is to say, hey, we have this much of this. Come buy this at this rate so that we can replenish so you can, you know, we can have an inventory system that works. But advertising changed from necessity to emotional need. So they started um, basically nagging us to buy shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the rise. It's never stopped. The rise of the self. The rise of the self. Of the the individual. The rise of the individual is the most insidious. Yes. Type of colonialism. It's um, that has occurred within capitalism. And, And I would say that the most noxious villain and culprit of this would be america because we were the most effective and the thing that is especially corrosive to eastern populations is that it is so diametrically opposed Opposed. to what what is at the center of our lives right so we are being completely torn apart inside as these hyphenate generations Mm -hmm. right and i'm not yes Third, fourth generation Asian Americans still deal with this kind of Confucian tear. But we, like the first bridge generation, it is a psyche that is being torn apart. And it is really not fun. I'm going to say that right now. (laughs) I mean, you know, I've talked about this on the pod before, but like first generation children suffer from more allergies then Bitch, regu- I can't breathe. Yeah, I, I mean, you're literally is, every aller- season you're is allergic- allergy season for me. You're literally allergic to the land, to the space, to this place. <sighs> and when we talk about what's happening now and places in context, right? It's that when we, and it's not about um, sacrificing your individual happiness or saying that you need to. Um, be in the service of your family and like what their ideals are only at all. I mean, these are you, Peter and I are literally the most self-centered, greedy people. (laughs) I have been called swine, little piggy fucker, oink, oink, bitch. Like I have been called all names about being selfish. And I completely stand by them. Yeah, I am obsessed with myself. Yes, because I am. I have only been told I'm in danger of being erased. So the only reaction to that is for me to scream, yeah, quite literally and metaphorically, so that the at least the sound waves echo into the fabric of history somehow. <laughs> it's a matter of self-preservation. And so that's what I it would, is. Yeah. And I, I would say, and I would endorse that highly recommend. It feels great. <laughs> self-care bitch. Yes. Buy all the candles, buy all the lush bath bombs, like right. do it. 
But why, I think- do, why else do we have the most comedians in the entire world? Because we are so obsessed with talking about ourselves, navel gazing, our experience. I'm different. I'm unique. Even Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, what's your do? What your point of view? We want to sell it. How do you think of things? Blah blah. blah. And in a way, it is absolutely liberating to be like my voice matters yes because we constantly are told that our voice does not matter and we must we should and must conform Mm-hmm. to conservative values. That's, I mean, not only within our families, but within inside of the white supremacy. <laughs> so it's like- White supremacy, a, church, yes. evangelical, da, yes. da, da. This little Nas X thing, I gotta say, I'm loving that this is happening right now. Yes. Because people are going insane, insane. over little Nas X and, and his beautiful, beautiful little, gay ass. Yes. Falling down to hell and getting fucked by Satan and then killing him and becoming Satan himself. Gorgeous. Do you like a story? This is a triumphant do you story. Love, do you love lush visuals? Yes. Do you, do you love <laughs> round bottoms? <laughs> what is wrong with you? There's a, There's literally, it's literally one of the most compelling bits of visual storytelling that has Completely. come out. So... And What's your problem, bitch? The problem, these people are convinced that God is what is sacred and what they believe is sacred dare not be touched. And that's how much you think you're important, that your yeah. belief system and your people's history that you stole – is should be what the rest of us like measure ourselves you're the yardstick Mm -hmm. that's where this all ends up being fucked up is that a swath (laughs) of the world but this nation specifically thinks that they are the yardstick right and what you don't understand is we're measuring in centimeters this is a completely different ball. Like we're metric, the wrong bitch. game. We're metric. Yeah, we're, we're metric, metric system. <laughs> we're tens. I don't know what the fuck are you are doing with inches and feet. Some UK bullshit. Stop it. That's been America from the get go. Mm-hmm. You, we are the leaders. We are the moral authority. We lead. We, you follow us. We're Fahrenheit. You're Celsius. Yes, but the thing is, in America itself, statistically speaking, the rest of us are doing something different. We're zagging. Yeah. And you're continuing to zig, and you want us to zig like you zig. And now is not. It's now come to this point where you and I, Unji and I, and the listeners, I believe, are saying no. No, we're not doing that anymore because we've been asleep zigging with them. Yes. Right. And all of us have. I'm not talking. I'm not pointing any fingers. I'm pointing the finger right back at me. Yeah. I mean, he's actually pointing a finger right now. I do need to talk. Right back at me. (laughs) Because I find myself doing the uh, the head voice code switch for executives. And I I love being here. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm drained afterwards. Yeah. 
the fact that I ever hugged anyone in my any new adult in my life is white supremacy. <laughs> Let me unpack that for you. We don't hug. Uh, <laughs> I got pulled into a hug the first time I joined the corporate world. Yeah. By this white girl named mm-hmm. Amy. She was lovely. Yeah. But I was like, I had never hugged my Asian friends before. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a thing we did. You only slap. Slap on the back. On the back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was never, uh, hugging was never a thing. Unless but, you're trying to fuck. Sure, yeah. yeah. Then it's just an amuse-bouche. <laughs> <laughs> But I, the hugging thing, the into physical intimacy, yes. that's a sign. That's a way that Westerners love. Mm-hmm. Even handshakes is a Western thing. Yes. Korean, we bow to each other. We insa. Uh-huh. Yeah. We protect personal space. Yes. That's super important to us to respect that so that we as a society can swim along Mm-hmm. Like beautiful fishes <laughs> together, you know. Like we we have this radius, right. but that is completely broken in in the Western in America because they're be- fake in a different way. They're fake yeah. <laughs> trying to they're fake in trying to be intimate, and we have yeah. no pretense. We don't know each other. Why the fuck would I try to hug you? Don't this touch is, me. Yes, there's a level of formality that has precedent and yes. is truly has rules. It's yeah. you don't know each other until you've spent X amount of time and then you can slap them on the back. And then after the that- The immediate intimacy that the, the yes. comedy world in Chicago mm-hmm. uh, exemplified, yeah. there's a part of me that was mystified by it because I was like, how do these people just trust each other implicitly? And then I realized, oh, they're all white. Yeah, That's why they trust each other because mm-hmm. they don't hurt each other. Right. <laughs> And their par- and they all could go to their parents' house eventually if right. this doesn't pan out. Or if that house is not available, the lake house. The lake house. So- <laughs> or a condo that their parents have. You know, like it's like something like that. There's a certain level of safety and an yes. assurance that the and it's really it's an assurance that the world is safe. Safe. For that. The leave your doors open, suburbia. Yes. yes. You know, like say hi to your neighbor. Like, bitch, if I say hi to my neighbor, I might get killed. Depends if depends what kind of mood she's in. Yeah, it depends on where she is in her cycle. She could be having a bad day. Yeah, you know, like it's not not menstrual cycle. I meant like bipolar cycle. (laughs) Yes, Uh, um, not diagnosed and will never be. Yeah. So, like you said, there is this point you have to come and say, okay, let the flood, let let the rains come. Yeah. Let the floodgates break. Yes. The deluge wash over us. Yes. And we have to move forward, not yes. on. Mm-hmm. Emotionally forward, but not on. And I love the way you said that because we move on too fast. And that's that's what white supremacy wants us to do. And I like saying white supremacy as a specific thing that we can point to because everyone is affected by white supremacy. Yes. Specifically white people mm-hmm. in a really bad way, let me say. Because you don't think it does, but we're not to, you know, we're really just trying not to be hurt most of the time. Okay. If we really told you how we feel, you might crack. Yeah. So like, that's what we, that's the burden we have is this, okay, just survive this white space. 
right? Yeah. Like, and y'all never had to do that before. But now, under the cracked open, whatever you want to call it, the awakening yeah. of, you know, the fact that we have to say that we're waking up to white supremacy is stupid, but it's happening. Yeah, I mean, you just got to give props to white supremacy. Good job. Great job, white supremacy. <laughs> Y'all really did that and continue to do that today. I mean, they, think about them. They were in fucking the Middle Ages, the Dark Ages for hundreds of years while the quote unquote East, right? Like, cause right. even the word East is right. only says that because it's East of Europe. Yeah, of yours. Bitch, we're the <laughs> well, West. But we, but we were already, we were fucking with the zero. We were fucking with simple machines. Bitch, like, we, were- <laughs> we had the abstract knowledge of nothing. Yes. <laughs> it's like an integral part of our, like of all religion in the east yeah. is this idea of nothingness that we can still hold like think about how fucking that's like that's the only kind of sh- that only time you most people i've ever even considered that shit was when i was very stoned and like in a circle you know like, and i was like a full moon and shit that's like heavy that's heavy to carry the concept of nothing right but we were talking in the time that you guys were simply dark and rats really were your king right like <laughs> like you know, you you were like we were pestilence out. and rats. Pestilence. Yeah, like we. That's were, what y'all were doing. We were thriving. We were making paper and noodles. Yes. So I don't know what the fuck. Like and dynasties were rising, they were falling. There were nation states. There were no nation states. Like shit was happening and popping. Shit was happening. And so when you consider that inside of that abyss, you've come to rise. Yeah. And and in such a manner that we've forgotten our own glory. That's good. That's good. I'm saying that's it. pretty Pops. good. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. Um, you know, but you gotta give someone their their due props. I give white supremacy props for staying power. <laughs> Truly, y'all did that, and you did it through uh, advancement in technology, aggrandizement of self, capitalism, and imperialism. Yeah. So you took. All the stuff about being human that is pretty bad. Yeah. And you uh, you got here. So good on you. Now we need to throttle it back a little bit. You know what I mean? We got to start looking at this as a, a humanists mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, us... Please, if there's a galactic federation of aliens, now's the time to really bind us together against you because we really need something as people. We can't even agree that the earth is dying. So like, let's get, we need something to happen. All right. We can't even agree that this pandemic is real. Like let's, something's got to happen. Something's got to give. And Mm -hmm. we can't go backwards from here. We're moving forwards. Mm -hmm. And one way I got to say that has helped me emotionally do that is prepare my mother. Because you guys know I've been talking about yes. my core wound is my mom's safety yeah. or lack thereof. And today is, is my mom's birthday. Oma, thank you, Chukaya. Ah, thank you, Chukaya. Yeah. Um, she, I, uh, I am sending her a pepper spray and stun gun. <laughs> I'm thinking of uh, also adding a whistle, but I feel like she'll never carry that. No. Because she's like, oh, it'll be ugly with the outfit. So Unless it's Lupitan. Lupita was up. Does Lupitan have a rape <laughs> Yo. <laughs> that is so funny. That's like I a played. reductress uh, uh, article. Line. 
<laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. Actually, patent pending. Please don't take it, Louboutin. I'll send it to you. <laughs> 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 oh my god um maybe i'll 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 see what yeah I can let's find. see what's happening yeah yeah you can make anything on etsy honestly yeah yeah but i <laughs> so i'm sending her that and i texted her first i was like do you want a pepper spray do you want mm-hmm. what do you want how do you feel and she's like been laughing it off yeah just completely uh, the generation before us doesn't understand they the can. concept of white supremacy because mm-hmm. They are active participants of, yeah. of it. They are the battery that drive it. <laughs> they believe in it. They're, they they're, believe in they it. They abhor it. it. Yeah, they yeah, want more. They're like, more white people. <laughs> yeah, that means more money for us. Yeah, yeah, everybody wins. It's like, no, a lot of people lose, specifically brown people. And you. And you. And you. And you. And you, you're going to love me. Yeah. My, <laughs> that's just a little uh, uh, extra for <laughs> the gays and the uh, the people who appreciate gay stuff. But <laughs> the I sent her, I'm sending her stun gun and pepper spray. And that's really helped me kind of emotionally close that to be like, yeah. okay, I might not be there. Mm-hmm. This is ve- something very little. Yes. I can do for her so that she is equipped with something. Yeah. I'm sending her the hate crime book as well. Good. Thank you, Esther Lim, by the way. Yes. Shout out. Um, so, yeah, you can do what you can do. I mean, you that's have the options. Part, there's a part that's like the part that's so particularly horrifying about this is that mm. the fact that it's targeting our elders it strikes at the core of what something that is so central to Asian American experience, like the pan Asian experience is our, the deference and reverence we have for our elders. And they're, and the fact that they're the ones in danger, I think is what is so particularly galvanizing Mm -hmm. is because the fact that we cannot protect them. You're attacking our sacred cow. Yes. And that's, that's the shit where like, you know, we're all about this, the mighty coin, getting securing the bag, all that shit. Like, we are buying in to your capitalist shit, America, yeah. 100. Yeah. Like, as gen- as the gen- as the generations of immigrants, like, we are buying into that. But when you come for our elders, that strikes uh-huh. at the core of our Asian-ness, and that's yes. not going to fly. That's and the Latino-ness. Yes. And blackness. Yes. yes. POC-ness. Yes. We know what's up. Yes. We respect and hold space for our elders Mm -hmm. because our elders have the information for us for us to survive white supremacy. Yes. Y'all don't have that. No. So call your mom a bitch in the mall. Like I (laughs) out of Claire's while getting pierced. I've truly that was the wildest shit. I remember the first time I ever saw a teen girl call her mom a bitch. I remember being like, that was life changing for me. Oh, yeah. When my friend Julian Quiterio called his mom a bitch while she was serving us cold cuts, ah! I said, I did not know this. There's no. That's too not, free. That's sky's too not free. the limit. There, yeah. This is limitless power. <laughs> like, this is the reason why they can it walk was... into a room and ask for what they're worth. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's amount of self-worth that is uh, given to you. Yeah. Driven into you. And. You know, some of us, we have to, it's a zero sum game with white supremacy and self-worth. And we, we have to be able to pull our self-worth back whatever way we can. And, and and that starts with arming your mom with, you know, (laughs) mediocre weapons. (laughs) 
Not weapons, self-defense mechanisms. Is she? Is she? Is she still? She's she's walking about. You know, my parents they don't they don't ever go anywhere really by themselves anyway. But yeah. like, you know, my mom was just like, cause I asked her about it. She was just like, you know, she, your dad doesn't even like it when people are rude to him. She's like, I don't think oh. he's gonna allow this to happen. And again, what I'm do you saying mean allow. There's and that's no. That's what I'm saying. That's what I told her. I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, at least we'll see them coming. We only go out during the day. And I'm just it's like, this is happening during the day. <laughs> They're sneaking up on you. It's like, but I mean, the, the, it's the fact that they can't. And, and it's a matter of perspective. Like, it is hard to be, like, I think at this point, because it's being publicized much more. Because before yeah. this, any of these incidents were really being shared on social media between with and within the AAPI community. Because, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, like, outside of the outrage, like, this shit has been happening since March of last year. Mm-hmm. This shit has been ongoing. And we'll see it every once in a while. It'll be on a next chart. It'll be on Angry Asian Man. Like, it'll be the shit. And it's been pretty, I would say, steady. Consistent. Yeah, yeah, consistent. It's not like, oh, there was there was a period in which there wasn't any. Like, there no. was a point where I, I will admit I had to stop looking at Next Shark because I was like, I can't keep reading this yes. without doing something. Yes. And it's finally broken. Yeah. So here we are. Mm-hmm. And we're going to dive deeper into... Um, this idea of stop Haitian, Haitian, stop Asian hate, but really stop starting. Haitian hate, hate. Stop Haitian hate. Yeah. That's a number one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We've been nonstop talking about Haiti and the French colonialization. <laughs> um, let's, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hello everyone, I'm Jin Mi-yoon. Jin Mi-yoon's work is primarily focused on issues of place and identity. My name is Jin Mi-yoon and I'm a visual artist. My work deals with questions of identity and place. The work really refers to the question of national identity, which has been uh, central to Canadians as well. For me, it posits a more fundamental question. It's not really about the Korean-Canadian subjects uh, questioning their belonging um, to Canada, but more a, a fundamental question about how, how do we image belonging in Canada. back um stop haitian hate and stop asian hate and to stop asian hate asians we have to stop hating ourselves yes i know that's hard because asians i don't know about chinese or japanese but koreans are very 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 racist yes and it comes from uh, an understandable place, but it has no place here in America right now. And we're talking about this because someone, a listener, you know who you are, a uh, Patreon member, Love you. they reached out to us mm-hmm. in a really brave way, I think. Yes. I was so you, excited that she felt comfortable enough to... To be like, no, no, no. No, no. Yes, Save. check us. We are, check us. Check we're us. here for it. Yes. And uh, as Unji says... You know, to know you're progressive, you need to think that you're an asshole every couple of months. And we felt like assholes. Yeah. In in light of this, these Atlanta shootings and us 
you know, reaching out and being hurt and in pain about it. They reached out to us saying, hey, I'm paraphrasing here um, because I cannot look at their message again. It's triggering. Um, she- <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They said, hey, I love your podcast. I've been a fan. I'm a Patreon member, et cetera. I, obviously, we know. We know who you are. Mm-hmm. And they said, um, you know, if you can really curtail the the anti-Chinese comments, right. Chinese jokes, mm-hmm. talking about China in a bad way, um, cause that, cause other people don't, can't tell the difference between Chinese American and Chinese Chinese. Right. And that hurts the entire cause. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I agree with and I have been thinking about for weeks and something that I noticed that Koreans do, at least like the Koreans I know, we use Chinese slash Japanese as a punchline more, more often Chinese because I think we're still <laughs> processing trauma from the Japanese. <laughs> Chinese, it's a couple thousand years apart. Yeah. You know? And also Japanese people at this point in America don't usually occupy the same spaces. No. That no. Um, I think community and geographically. <clears throat> as Koreans. Yeah. 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 And that's a whole separate thing. Right. Because they've just been here longer. And stuff. They've been here longer. Yeah. yeah. So Chinese and Japan, Chinese and Koreans neighborhoods tend to be like either really near each other and flushing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's right up again next to yeah. each other. And there's the, a lot of like land grabbing and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, Chinese people thinking Koreans are less than and Koreans thinking exactly the same about Chinese. Yeah. And a lot of our jokes and our hate and our prejudice rolls down, uh, punching down to Chinese Americans, which is not what we ever are trying to do. No. We're talking about um, when we have made jokes and commented on the, the virulent power and imperialism, new imperialism of China. The government. And, the government, right. the the nation state. Yes, mm-hmm. Xi Jinping, president of life. Yeah, this is who we're talking about. We're not talking about the people of China, the culture of China, none of it. And but this is something that, Unji, I wanted to ask you about this. Like, this is something we have heard and understand mm-hmm. as a pain point that come from our parents, right? About Chinese people. Mm-hmm of of china of right. your mm-hmm. that we continue to kind of pick up and and, and use as like punchlines when we talk about things that are like shittily made or you know whatever things that all kind of add up to kung flu you right. know and we participate in that I think I do at least because I have this idea of like, well, I'm punching up because China has oppressed Korea for so many years and mm-hmm. have invaded so many times that w- we should be allowed to do that. Oh, I, you know what? I'll, honestly, the way that I've always thought of it was one, when we talk about the sort of like intra Asian um, yeah. racism, interracial yes. Asian racism that does really does exist when we yes. talk about it on the pod i've always assumed that that's what we were making fun of that that sort of inter-asian 
uh, racism that happens with, I mean, it does happen with like young people, certainly, especially like in really immigranty neighborhoods, because that's like that's what the f- a function of white supremacy as well, right? We yeah, live fight in each these other. Things, we're fighting each yeah. other. There's this idea that, um, and it's also proximity to each other makes any difference really vivid right yeah. so and especially because there's a language barrier all the stuff and perceived difference but you know i mean one of my places my favorite places in where i grew up was a korean chinese place so it was a she was a um you know the korean people that live in china and stuff she was yeah, like yeah. one of those so i mean i think that when we talk about this one thank you again for the reach out we mm-hmm. are much more aware of it. And I think that we, the two of us right now are having a conversation that are, we're trying to hold each other and other Asian people inside of the, our community accountable Accountable for the kind of racism that we unwittingly, yeah, yes. uh, perpetuate. Yes. And or we do willing, do this. Uh, and do knowingly sometimes, but it's like, we're in a new dawn. This is new era. This is post, new chapter. New chapter. This is post-awakening. This is... PA. PA. <laughs> you know, and we're trying to, in this, in the light of the violence, mm-hmm. there's, that's the thing. I think it's been so, this is the, this is how it's, the function of white supremacy is that in our eyes, when someone is like, says that you're Chinese, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, no, I'm Korean. Right. And this is mm-hmm. I, this you bristle at that idea because you want it. You're like, no, I'm not. And that's a thing that we've learned to we've internalized. And so now we're like, oh, Chinese people or Japanese people. Like we see these differences between each other versus right. seeing how that conversation is more a function of white supremacy is a way that oppresses all of us. So, I mean, again, that person reaching out so grateful we are all going to be holding holding each other accountable, and I will say that I feel like on the pod we talk about this inter Asian racism a lot, right? Because that's like the main one. What Korean Chinese? No, just like ev- everything. Like oh, oh, Vietnamese people against what you know, like <clears throat> Japanese people. It's like Vietnamese and Thai people. It's like there's just like a lot of inter-Asian sort of... Um, we, we, yeah, we we have our own continental f- war yes. happening. And, yeah. and I would even and say... It, it has to do with Korean. imperialism. and yes. Yeah, exactly. And Cur- that's where, where I carry that, yeah. is that I am reflecting what I have been taught. Mm-hmm. But I think as an Asian American, I have to say, what is my Asian American experience, Korean American experience? Yeah not my Korea um, experience that I have, I have, you know, carried with me as a, as this kind of like burden of like, know your history, know your people. Right. Yeah. So like how much of that do I kind of compartmentalize and approach Asian America as a brand new slate? And can I, and how do I do that? And that's the, I yeah, think that's the conversation think, we're having. Yeah. Right. And it's it, I'm, that's why I'm so thankful this listener brought it up is because I have been thinking about it, but I just didn't know how to articulate. And I, I still don't know how to articulate that. And, you know, there's I've had Filipino friends kind of made snide comments of like Korean dominance and yeah. like, you know, stuff like that, which I absolutely agree with. Mm-hmm. But is that 
is that coming from Korea and Philippines? Mm-hmm. Like the people back home? Or is it coming from here in America? Like what is that? And how are we how are we looking at that? Now, we can't even consider inter-Asian unity without talking about colorism. Yes. And we have that's, to yes. we have to talk about colorism. Because yes. that's where this like East Asia, Southeast Asia thing. Yes. Even South Asian, yes. Indian, yes. Pakistani, that whole subcontinent region, Middle Eastern. Yes. You know, there's erasure of that. Those people, when we talk about Asians, because we are grouped in as the ones that look like this, yes. you know what I mean? Versus the ones that look like this and the ones that look like this. And it's all looking like this compared to like darker, lighter. Mm-hmm. Right. That and uh, and European, not European. Yes. Like that's r- a lot of what we're basing this stuff on is Eurocentric white shit that we at least between each other, we have to promise to stop. Yeah, we we have to stop that between each other, at least, because this is tearing us apart. Pinky, pinky, let's all pinky swear right now. <laughs> right now. Everyone built their Put pinky, pinky up. up. Cross it because and swear. The, because the colorism is real. And that, aside from that, especially in light of the recent events, the conversation is also revolving around class. And now when we talk class. about when we talk about that, now the conversation around interasian racism, what the identity of Asian Americans in <clears throat> look like, yeah. now we're getting intersectional. Now we're taking in to account the plurality and true colors of the, our community. Like that's right. that to me is feels like a more robust discussion that is going to occur hopefully inside of our community API inside of the larger culture but I mean honestly and we talked about it last and and you and I are having this conversation ultimately and hopefully our listeners are as well the conversation needs to start within yourself like you kind of have to take stock of your shit that internalized colonialist idea of western ideals of beauty western ideals of wealth what mm-hmm. that shit means and how that chipped away at your self-worth what happiness you, means yes and how you see others right and how you ask others about their identities yes as a value judgment against yourself yes we have to look at all of that that's the, the fact that I we ask, yes the fact that's that the when we see yeah. each other or meet each other and the first thing we do is like oh what do you do yeah that's sick that's why I, now that's, I started I now I'm asking how rich their parents are because <laughs> it's safe season <laughs> but that to me is a more accurate understanding of what the fuck this person is what's up like where are you and it's yeah. not derogatory it's just like well that to me is a more accurate depiction representation ac- representation of what the fuck who you, you dealt are. with yeah of who you yes. are and yes. that's different because if you because the thing is People are like, well, what if they're rich now? It's like, but if they started off poor, that's that, different. That's different. I mean, that means yeah. that this motherfucker is tough yes. and is willing to do anything, and you should be oh, beware. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm putting him on notice. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's like that's that to me is that yes. conversation really, and needs that's to what Asians internally. do all the time. Yes. When you meet someone, oh, 부모님 뭐해? Mm-hmm. 부모님 장사하세요? Yeah. You know, like, what do your parents do? Yeah. And that is a value judgment that 
comes from like, oh, what kind of class mm-hmm. slash station were you available to? Yes. With the, I- including the uh, layers of your race, your gender, mm-hmm. sexual orientation, all of it, right? Because mm-hmm. it all is intertwined and we, we can't dismantle one without dismantling everything. Yeah. It's like when I came out of the closet, I had to really dismantle everything about myself because- yes. I was like, if I was so convinced or not even convinced, but so trying to hold on to this thing, then what else am I willing to hold on to? Yes. You know, and why? Mm-hmm. And how does that serve ultimately the core yes. of who we are and what we want to be, what we want, how we want to attach to the rest of humanity or, or even easier the community how do you attach to your community is there a community to attach to if there isn't (laughs) yeah hit the panic button because i think we're losing it folks we're really losing the whole ship is going down because we have been so detached from each other plus pandemic yeah i see why these hate crimes are happening i'm not saying they are justified i just see it as a sociologist not that I am one, but I took sociology 101 <laughs> twice. I failed the first time. <laughs> so I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, mean, it, I, th- I think that this conversation occurring inside of our community and hopefully with individuals, mm-hmm. you know, that because the thing is this colorism thing, this idea of like um, <laughs> class, it's so deeply embedded in each Asian culture, which then extrapolates to an interracial racism. Then it goes into just regular racism because we're here in America where there are lots of other races, you know? So when we are talking about this and we're really assessing what the fuck is going on and we're, as, we are, as we both talked about today, how we're moving forward. Yeah. You, we can't move forward unless we have this talk. Like we can't just like We scatter. have to talk about it. We have to no. talk about it. No, we need an action plan. We need yeah. a list. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they kept saying, like, the liberal agenda. Honey, welcome to the agenda. We yeah. have bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> we have indentations. The presentation the- will look good. There's yes. No- Sans serif, clean. It's going to be APA yeah. citations. Yes. This is just going to be tight. <laughs> and we have to have an agenda. We have to, as a community, as a entire fucking nation, mm-hmm. need to say, okay, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And how are we going to move forward? Yes. We can't just do these little patches here and there. Mm-hmm. We need to have a national conversation. It's and I think the Green New Deal can do it. I think the Green New Deal can really address r- r- racism and r- by the way, racism and uh, uh, environmental health is completely intertwined. Deeply. That's the whole point Deeply. is that people of color cannot get certain access to even food because you're farming the shit out of things and feeding us. I ate a blueberry yesterday that I got from (laughs) I will say I've signed up for it. Okay. I'm not Uh, dragging Don't don't plug shit that they're not getting people. Sorry. You're right. Bleep this out. Sorry. Bleep this out, (laughs) Phil. Sorry about that. I got it from this place and the blueberries literally tasted like water. There was no taste in it. And you couldn't tell, like, Uh. it was just farmed to death. Yeah. You know? And and just eating something like that, 
and I have the privilege to be able to say no to that. But a huge swath of people in America cannot afford to say no to bad toxic food. And that is racism. That's 100% racism. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the ways in which like systemic racism affect. Okay, so I was, this is like something I'm really interested in. It's like, so the way that um, performance inside of schools is affected by poor nutrition is documented, right? Not only that, but like stress levels. So that's environment and that's uh, nutrition. These are two Uh things that are intertwined with in the new Green New Deal that are addressed systemic racism so when we talk about white supremacy and these are for i don't know maybe the four or five people of our listeners who don't know what this is (laughs) but it's like this is these are the myriad of ways like i kind of like to think like to think but i have to think of systemic racism as a hand and there are many points at which the hand can close in around a population so when yeah. we talk about nutrition and environment outside of um, economic oppression, right? Like there's many fingers on this hand yes. that is also a part of systemic racism, which is a function of white supremacy. And so like when we think about it as a body, right? And you see the fist closing in around a, per- a population, it's like it. people are like, well, it, certain things are not overtly racist. This is not overtly against black people. And when you open up the hand that is oppressing and the only thing inside of the hand is black people, brown people that are poor, right. like you kind of, that's yeah. what we mean. That's what this means. That's what Just that, work it backwards, hon. Yes. Like, you know, when you look at the fact that like access to fresh fruits and vegetables, when you look at that um, where people live and access Food to- Food deserts. Like, tra- tra- yeah, tranquil space in which to not have to constantly hear sirens. Right. The yeah. fact that you have access to um, people that uh, give you farmers entrance. markets. Yeah. An entrance to certain types of jobs. Like and if you are a certain type of person, schools, like everything is a function of this. Yeah. And it's and it parlays into the same type of oppression that is occurring inside of the Asian-American community, the Asian-American perpetuates against themselves. Right. I'm like, taking a comedy writing class right now. TV yeah. writing with this guy who. Great teacher, great guy, it seems like. I don't know him personally, but he did say, and this is something I like stood up and I was like, I can't, I don't know if I want to take this class anymore. Because he was like, you have one, uh, we, you have two ways to break into the, uh, whatever, the industry. Yeah. One is through the inside track, mm-hmm. which is get a uh, internship right. at a blah, blah, at, at a, you know, a big agency and then right. see who's hiring, what, who, what showrunners are hiring, right. get your material over to them. And then right. if the timing meets up, then you get, become an assistant. So you need to and have an uncle that works in the industry. You need to have a godfather. You need to have something, like a, something. Right. right. That Where, means you're white uh, and rich. 100%. Exactly. Yes. And also they were like, uh, and he was like, okay, and I'm going to be completely honest in order to get these internships, you have to come from a top tier school. Yes. And if you don't come from a top tier school, you really have to know someone. And it's like, so you're saying, yeah, you have to be white and rich. Yeah. And people are listening might be like, well, yeah, I'm sure like there are people of color that go to those schools. Asians go to those schools all the time. Yeah. But there are no Asians that work in entertainment. So there could be a thousand Asians that go to these nice schools, but if they're not working 
in entertainment already or their uncles or whatever, they're not getting the pickup. That's not happening. And also, black people are and brown people are being completely pushed out of these schools as the numbers show mm-hmm. because of education, because of access to education, access to fucking food that turns your brain on, not <laughs> completely off and into mush. This is systematically happening. And he goes, the other way is to be uh, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. He kept calling her Phoebe Waller-Cates. Okay. Which that's is, a different person. I, that's Kevin that's Klein's wife. Person. Yeah. Right. He kept saying that, which already I was like, what are you saying? Phoebe Waller-Bridge of uh, Fleabag is that you can be her. You can go to uh, Edinburgh and you know become the toast of the town and blah, blah, blah. And, and then be huh? o- offered whatever. Huh? Yeah. Huh? And I'm like, he said those are the two ways. Those to get are the two ways <laughs> to break into the like what am I paying for this class for? Okay. Uh um, I honestly am taking the class because I have been out of writing because emotionally I've been devastated. Sure. Yeah. So I thought taking a structured thing will help me like run the machine again. But I just got pissed off. I was like, what the fuck is he literally this? Wrote, like, he literally wrote you a note that said fuck you. That's yeah. what that conversation is. Thanks like. for the one hundred dollars, bitch, which is very cheap for five weeks. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but I have some tea for you. Oh, I have some tea for you. Ah! I have some tea for you, but I'll, I'll okay. save that for the Patreon. Okay. Um, yeah, because you know, guys, we, I can't, we can't say names and stuff on here because it's just too much, yeah. and we don't want to be those people. But for the people who are on the inside track. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so yeah, I'm glad we're having the conversation. We have to have the conversation. We we must. There's no other way to to get through this but to like take stock of what the fuck is going on. So thank you to the listener who sent that in. We are going to make our damnedest to not dip back into that shitty, stupid well mm-hmm. as a joke. Or but I will say. You know, if China, the government is acting cray, we have to talk about it. There's no way to like, but I hope that that is at least a a good way to like, at least when we talk about it, that listeners or other people don't think that it's like. And we will make an effort to frame it as such. I mean, I and we must, we must, because we can't take we can't take the brunt of what Korea or North Korea does. Yes. You know, and there are stupid people that will be like. North Korea is our enemy. Yeah, and- how many times have we been hell- asked to be held accountable for how North Korea is acting? It's like, I don't yeah. fucking know. I mean, like, <laughs> like what am I supposed I don't even follow, not even follow that. Like, I just, I only read Twitter for, like, updates on various, rea- like, reality shows and stuff. Like, I mean, like, what do you want from me? And the thing is, like, the thing is, like, as we move forward, this conversation is going to pull us. And I will say that 100% we are uh, apologized to her. Said that we would do better, and that was it. Like we yeah. had no other. We didn't defend ourselves. There was no. It's other easy for me to say sorry. I will. Yes. I'll say sorry all day, and, and we'll I'll do mean it because yeah, because yeah. if if you're saying that this is wrong, mm-hmm. and I understand that it's wrong, it's yeah. time to move forward. Yes. It's There's, a sorry, and it's a it's a move on. I mean, like it's yeah. a sorry. I did bad. I will do better, and that's it. This is how apologies should work. <laughs> take notes she, she's getting angry again we gotta yeah. go alright um, oh before we go to kick ass Koreans uh. I just wanna give a quick update there was a 65 year old Filipino yeah. harmony that was brutally brutally beaten 
by this disgusting man. And um, I'm sure you guys all know. Um, my heart is getting heavy even just thinking about yeah. it. The, the video is brutal. Brutal. I sent it to um, my uh, boyfriend's family, trigger yeah. warning, and said, you don't have to watch this if you are triggered, but I need you to know that this is going on right now in the middle of Manhattan. And you guys know what it is. If you don't, Google it. Um, but anyway, the man was arrested. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to say his name. I don't want to even give it life like that. But this guy got arrested and they found out that he has he's on parole right now. Yeah, he just got released after murdering He just his got mom. released. Stabbing his mom. Yeah. When he was 19. Yeah. Clearly mentally ill. Yeah. Um but he is a black man. Yes. Man a person of color. And when we see this, we have to be vigilant. In talking about, yes, this is a mentally ill person. And yes, this is a hate crime. Mm -hmm. He literally said, you don't belong here, and then stomped her. And yes, the security guards closed the door on her. That second part is what we are trying to dismantle. Because... Yes, this man was mentally ill, but you closed the door on someone getting brutally beat because you felt that you didn't need to be there for this human because you valued this person so little. You don't want any part of it. You don't want they don't want tr- part. They yeah. don't want trouble. Mm-hmm. He has been suspended. He yeah. should be fucking fired. Mm-hmm. I hope this guy really takes a look at who he is. There were two security guards. Yeah. Neither of them did anything. Yeah. And for us, and oh, this is, by the way, Patreon people. Oh my God, I can't believe I circled back to this. Patreon people, remember I stopped and said I need to take a note? Yeah. This was it. <laughs> people listening right now is like, what the fuck is he talking yeah. about? Um, I had an idea and I had to take a note down and there was nothing on my desk. Anyway, the bystander that closed the door on that harmony, mm-hmm. that 65-year-old woman going to church, by the way. That's so brutal. That's us. That's you. That's me. Mm-hmm. That's me making um, jokes about Chinese people. Mm-hmm. That's us erasing South Asians as part of Asians. That's you. Um, oh, what's the smell in this block? That, that's that. That's all of that. So when we shame these um, fucking security guards for for not wanting to be part of it, to 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 be willing to devalue someone's life for your own comfort or safety, that's us. And we, we can no longer be bystanders. And that that's all I wanted to say about that. And that's the note because that's the awakening. The awakening yeah. is to not bystand anymore. That was a good that was a good note. That's a good thing to come back to. I'm glad you found a, a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> I was so angry. I was like, where are all my fucking pencils? 
can never find one when I need it. And then when I don't need it, there's nine rolling around. Yeah, I know. There's, it's a, it's like that line, you know, when when uh, uh when you have nine pencils, when all you need is a spoon or something. Um, but like, uh, no, no, one hundred percent. And like, and there's um, there. I think the discussion around what you should do as a bystander and what we're, th- how we all contribute to it, to the upholding of white supremacy, is a discussion that's like what we are having right now is going to become a larger part of the conversation the same way that when we first started talking about trump and we started talking about the function of this type of um insidious fake news and like this that has now become a part of the culture and part of the conversation Mm -hmm. that's what's going to happen now and i'm looking forward to it i'm excited about it and i i can't wait i can't wait and white people out here doing the work too by the way because my boyfriend Mm -hmm. he talked to he he and his family had a big powwow multiple powwows about what's going on and being again awakened yeah to their role in white supremacy and they are talking to each other it's very awkward i yeah. told them i cannot be part of it no i need to be outside of it yeah but they are having these conversations and they are making google docs oh, and sending so each cute. other yeah, resources, podcasts to listen to. Yeah. Here's something that helped me. All the way from, you know, brother-in-law, sister-in-laws, all the way up to mom and dad. Everyone is here to listen. And I just want to say that really that really uh, heals my heart. Yeah. To see Midwestern white people who do not need to do this. Yeah. Let's be fair, if I wasn't part of the family, would they have done it? Who knows? But that they are doing it because they they have a POC in the family Mm -hmm. means they love me and means that they love their country Mm -hmm. enough to move forward in the right way. And I just wanted to point that out. Mm, So beautiful. Change is happening. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss, everybody. (laughs) All right, we'll be right back with Kick-Ass Koreans. I would say that my work concerns this idea of understanding a world in which we are connected to each other as human beings relationally. That has a lot to do with uh, my desire to contribute to uh, immigrant indigenous conversations that need to happen towards reconciliation. But also, given our ecological crisis, particularly climate change, I think we need to have a different relationship to the natural world. And my work is increasingly taking me to those places. Okay, we're back with Kick-Ass Koreans. Yeah! All right. So okay, my I'm very excited. We had the same person actually, right? Yes, and then I changed, which is because, very cool. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We wanted to shout out one more person, but why, why don't you do yours first, and then I'll go into mine. Okay, so mine is uh, Nicole Kang. Uh, she is a Mary, she plays Mary Hamilton on the CW's Batwoman. She was Woo. Lynn on the first season of You on Netflix, and um, she is uh, on at Nicole Kang. Uh, uh, her Instagram handle, but I don't watch. I, w- I I saw her in you the first season, loved her. 
Um, have not watched CW's Batman, Batwoman, but there is a Glamour article um, that feature four Asian American actresses. Nicole Gong, Leah Lois, uh, Momona Tomata, she's from Babysitter's Club, and Adeline Rudolph. And they're all actually good friends. They've known each other for a long time, uh, just in terms of, you know, do in the scene and doing the industry and everything. Um, and they're talking about the recent events and anti-Asian uh, hate. And what I think was particularly compelling was the discussion that we had, Peter, they started having with each other about sort of what Asianness inside of America looks like. They were mm. assessing it. There was like a frank conversation. Um, and there is this one passage, this one passage that Nicole gets to inside of the article, inside of the interview, where Nicole says, um, quote here, some of my deepest regrets are how cruel I was to my parents and having a lot of shame around how they could never do enough or perform well enough to be in a PTA group or invited out <sighs> with my white friend's parents. Mm -hmm. I grew up in Virginia. My family was really isolated and I hated how alone I was with my thoughts. Now, having a little more perspective on how hard of a time my parents had immigrating here, I am working on forgiving myself for some of that anger. Mm. I hope that there is a young girl or a woman of any age reading this story and seeing that not one but four Asian faces in glamour and realizing she isn't so alone in her experiences. Mm. I hope she remembers to be kind to her parents who are struggling too. That shit really got me. Because that's the larger conversation too that we're all having about like our complicity in white supremacy by being satisfied and happy about how western we were acting or proximity and passing instead of white spaces mm -hmm. right and that's some of this conversation in this glamour article which is called building um a brighter future it's in glamour.com highly recommend it's a really great conversation about between like just four regular asian american women mm -hmm. Talking about their experiences, yes, they're all actresses, but the conversation is, again, really universal. Their yeah. experiences are very different, but what it means to be Asian is not singular, it's not a monolith, but this conversation felt really healthy and um, was enlightening and insightful. So she's also, by the way, so these are four Asian-American women who all are part of the awakening. That's what they're having. That's what this conversation was. And that's why she's my kick-ass Korean. Hell yeah. I loved her and you. I'm going to I'm going to watch Batwoman just for her. I yeah. I, you know, I don't I don't really fuck with the DC universe. Yeah, yeah, Mostly yeah. cuz of the color palette to be honest. It's really? the it's the coloring for me. Like it's okay. just too shiny and That's colorism, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I go past colorism. I go into shinyism. <laughs> uh my kickass Korean is someone that Unji and I both had the pleasure of uh, watching speak Amazing. at at this teach-in. Mm -hmm. It was a Zoom teach-in um, hosted by FIU, F Florida International University. I don't, I, I think that's it. If <laughs> I think that's it. FIU. It was actually sent to us by a friend of ours, um, Grace Junk, a funny comic. Yes. Thanks, Grace, for sending that over. 
And uh, we got to sit there and watch a few presenters. Margaret Cho was on it in the beginning. She talked Amazing. about like what it, she did a lot of Q&A about being an Asian in entertainment and how does that affect casting and all that stuff. Um, she was great and she had to jet. And then we had two professors. Um, one was half black, half Japanese. She was incredible. Half as well. Okinawan, very specifically. Oh, Okinawan. Sorry yes. about that. And then the second presenter um, was Professor White, mm -hmm. uh, half black, half Korean. Yes. Mia Tucker White. I don't know if it's half, but part black, part Korean. Mm -hmm. uh, she had a Korean grandmother. She called her Harmony, which I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, first of all, let me read you her Twitter bio because I love it. It's yeah. at Mia Tucker White. And the, her Twitter bio says, black parent professor pissed, still loving. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, yes, this is exactly me and Unji Spirit. Yes. <laughs> she uh, is, uh, she's an assistant professor of environmental studies in uh, the new school, mm -hmm. uh, at the new school, sorry, schools of public engagement, co-teaching appointment at Milano School of Pro Policy Management and Environment. Uh, she's trained all over the place. She went to Stony Brook, which is the school I went to for one year, and I was like, "Go off, girl! Yes, no one goes. No one goes to Stony Brook. Yes, um, SUNY, SUNY is good. SUNY is, good. SUNY is yeah. Yeah. Uh, she uh, has her work is interdisciplinary, and she situates herself among radical geographers, race mm -hmm. geography, or maybe that should be racial geographers, but race geography and applied anthropologists, planning and urban theorists, fugitive planning. Mm -hmm. radical sociologists slash historians and those others seeking to link social science concepts of space and race to the humanities via art and protest my god just the bio is moving Woo, you can I mean, check she's, her she's, out she's really singing my song that that this yeah. is like this is i this is shit i deeply fuck with yeah yes yeah. and she was giving a lecture uh it was a presentation about uh, the intersection of black and Koreanness, mm -hmm. and how uh, white supremacy continues to uphold the infighting within these communities. Yes, to um, uh, to propagate this idea of scarcity and zero sumness between the minorities, and she, it was just really beautiful and moving. And if you can check her out on her, she's on Twitter. Uh, at Mia Tucker White, follow her, uh, you know, go to her lectures if you can, because I really, I was like tearing up. I was like, oh, somebody's, somebody's in charge. <laughs> no, she was a very compelling speaker. She's compelling. coming out with a book. Yes. Um, she's coming out with a book. She's working on it. Um, she, we should follow her just when she drops it. It's like a Nike shoe drop. Like just, she doesn't really tweet that much, but just follow her for when the book drops because it is very specific to space. like It's like literally about place and race. Yeah. And that's like all it is in America. That's all of it. Yeah, that's all, it's of, all it. of it. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that she's reaching for that and is bringing it back to you in a way that was like that, not only incredibly compelling, right? That yeah. show was riveting. Uh -huh. She herself was incredibly charismatic. Absolutely. Like, I mean, and I she, couldn't stop looking at her. It was so empowering to watch her speak because I was like, oh, she's if she can do it, then she's she's allowing me yeah. 
to do it. If she can you know? do it, I can put my back into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the Story of Space and Race by Mia Tucker White. <coughs> I I was just, it, it's been a long time since I've attended a, a, a teaching. A lecture. A, a lecture. Yeah. Just smart people speaking, professors, doctors. Yeah. yeah. Dr. White, this yeah. person is. Yeah. I, if it reminded me of that there are adults around <laughs> that we are not lord of the flies mm-hmm. twitter is not the world yes there are good smart people doing good smart work and it helped me yes. feel less panicked about the state of our world how about that yeah and that's why she's our kick-ass korean yeah yeah <laughs> All right, we hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have some coins, throw them at the Patreon. Uh, we have exclusive, you know, really hot steaming tea. Yeah. Some gossip that's too hot for the main line. So check that out if you can. Uh, you know, write to us, comment, follow us on the socials. We love hearing from you, obviously, from this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you want to just call us out for whatever, let us know. We love you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Audio.